0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Art Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Cox, and on today's episode, I'm talking with Mark Pearson, a South London-based urban landscape painter. For all of those who listened to our pilot episode, thank you so much for the feedback, really appreciated. And thank you for staying tuned as we go ahead into our second episode. So sit back, enjoy, and without further ado, this is my conversation with Mark Pearson. So, Marky P, I'm going to do a description of you and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, so Mark is an impressionist painter. He paints the urban landscape and uh, he's Peckham-based. I think he's very well known for his paintings of Peckham, definitely of Rye Lane, where his studio is. He's got a studio in the Bussey building uh, and he also lives locally to Mm. his studio. Um, And Mark... Has been at it for quite a while. <laughs> I have, I have. I, I, I see Mark uh, when I first started. I was doing urban landscapes, mm. and when I met Mark, we got on like a house on fire because we'd be going out and we'd be painting on the street together. Yeah, and uh, we've stayed in touch ever since. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, how how do you think that description uh, fits the bill?
1: I, I'll take I'll take that. I you know a, a lot of people have described my work as impressionism, and I think a lot of it is um, there is only so many categories that people are sort of uh, popularize art in. Mm. And Impressionism really caught on the imagination of the couple th- the last three or four generations. Which it's only, t- only been around since the turn of the century. So I think it's it covers a lot of ground, and mm. it, it does. It, it's like, you know, they painted in the streets. They were immediate painters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that sort of... Um, a desire to capture a moment in time and space.
0: So, um, why don't we go back then and dig into your history and kind of see where you started off and how you started your artistic journey. Were you one of these children who was, um, out of the womb and with a paintbrush in your hand? I was,
1: I can't ever remember not painting and not finding, um, some sort of release of, of sitting down and drawing and, and, um, and it's always been there. It's always been there. And I don't know where it came from, but it's, you know, it saved me. <laughs> Probably a bad life of crime or where <laughs> I would have yeah. been. Yeah, yeah, But it's always been with me, um, hand in hand. It's like. Yeah. And, and where,
0: where were you born and raised?
1: I was, I was born in, I was born in Lewisham. Yeah. So I'm South London. Yeah. And uh, brought up in a council estate on Cold Harbour. Okay. Uh, in Eltham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was interesting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and it, it, within your family, you took the artistic route.
1: I did, yeah. Which is, which is, I don't know where that came from. Was know? there anyone else in your family no, who was no, artistic? No, I've, I've not that anyone knows of. I mean, my mum. I, she came from a big family. I mean, uh, not actually nailed down how many there were. <laughs> yeah, but it was like you know about eleven or twelve kids they they were all you know the working class people that they, they like you know they they had they had jobs, yeah, you know didn't have careers, people didn't have careers then yeah. it was just like you know you you just did the job you worked you could do yeah, on that day. you worked and yeah. and so you know I'd never r- really met an artist or or anyone who did anything like that when I was younger. It was just for me, it was just uh, it was just saying it kept me quiet and out of mischief, you know, I was like, yeah yeah. I was encouraged to do it because at least they knew where I was. Yeah, know?
0: yeah. <laughs> like and so when you went to the school, um, did you kind of... Is that when you started to, I don't know, develop that? Because um, I know I know that you studied at university, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I was lucky. I had a good art ed- 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 education. Yeah. Um,
0: and when was this now? What what decade are we in when you were going into, say... In the 70s. 70s, yeah. Yeah,
1: I went to college in the 70s. and um, yeah.
0: And which college did you go to?
1: I went to... Various colleges yeah. well i i um i was i went to it the school structure I was in was a stream structure yeah and so and i was I was in a very very low stream because i was i was, that, I was that a dyslexic and and had very little attention span to anything that was it didn't interest me, which was you know which was struck I, th- I think the the structure of the classroom never worked for me. Mm. It, it sort of to sit down and be told what to do never worked. And as soon as sort of people come to realise that half of the people in that room aren't working in that set situation, then the, the, you're going to get kids that are just going to just, just not, not compete or, or yeah. not, learn, not learn stuff. So, so the classroom situation didn't work. But what was really good about the school is as long as you were in the school, they didn't care what you did. So yeah. I just spent all the time in the art room. Nice. You know, and so they, you know, I sign the register in the morning, go to the art room and I'd just be in everybody else's lessons that we just ran through. And the art teachers just knew that.
0: Yeah. So you, you just stayed in the I art I stayed in the art room. All day? Ne- nearly all day. And you took other people's lessons?
1: Yeah. <laughs> there was oh, one teacher, there was one lady who, who asked me if I wanted to go to art college. I didn't know what art college was she said you got to get to art college you've got to at least have a couple of o-levels so you've got to sit in O level right? Mm. and so she and she quick I, she quickly very realized i couldn't read yep. i mean this is 16 yeah so i had gone through the whole process and no one had actually bothered to find out yeah and she so she sat me down and taught me to read that summer amazing and uh so I could pass, uh, pass the low level to get into art college.
0: Amazing. What was that lady called?
1: She was called Jill Munich.
0: Shout out to Jill Munich.
1: And you know, <laughs> do you know what? What a legend. Yeah, yeah she was fantastic. And, yeah. and I've been lucky all throughout my life, really. There's always been people yeah. just at the right time when they needed them to sort of like just push me through the next yeah. door yeah. or encouragement and stuff. And, um, and she was great. She, you know, she, I, I couldn't. I couldn't read a lot, but I could read enough to to pass an you know, read the exam paper, which I couldn't yeah. do. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so once you got through those exams, then where did you go after that? I
1: went to Medway College of Art. Turned up at Medway College of Art with a with a with my uncle Alf's white transit van. Yeah. All right. Full full to the brim of paintings. Yeah. Sat in that sat in the, a sort of a very uh, sort of. Overly 60s designed interior with an interview, and they asked me where my work was. All these kids had portfolios that they'd made at school, which they made out of sugar paper and bits of cardboard. And I had a transit van that was down parked in the car park, <laughs> and I just said, My work's in that van. They opened the back and they just like <laughs> just looked at each other. And
0: they're like, Okay, that you're was in. it. I was in. You're yeah, we also <laughs> had to
1: sit down and draw our hand. Yeah. And that was, uh, that, so they just wanted to find out if you could draw, I suppose. Yeah. Like it wasn't someone else's work standing in about it. Yeah. And I was in the college and yeah. I, I just couldn't believe
0: that this place existed. It was. It, it was, was everything you wanted out of it school. It was
1: everything I wanted. It was just yeah. like, they, uh, well, because it was grant-aided mm. those days, um, they gave you a, like, a, a, like a little magic box of things. So it's like a big portfolio which I'd never seen before and I tell you walking around with a portfolio in the 1970s was just hilarious because people didn't know what it was they just thought everybody said like oh you, you'll never find a post box to put that in <laughs> it was the standing joke yeah. because everybody thought it was a it was like a great big letter <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and you're like all right guys yeah, right, cool, cheers.
1: Like, yeah 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 and it was just, it was just full of girls. It was great. I was just, just,
0: <laughs> just, it was just So you heaven. were off to the races. Heaven. That's when your, that's when uh, your, your real life began. That's when. That's your when, life as a true artist. Well, yes. Yeah. That, I, I never knew that backstory. That's interesting. Yeah. So, and how long were you there for? I was, well, I
1: didn't quite make um, the, the full term of, of the foundation year. I, I got thrown out of that one.
0: What happened, uh, if you don't mind <laughs> asking
1: well, it was, it was, uh, it was, it, that I I got caught dealing, uh, dealing marijuana in the <laughs> toilets and they asked me to leave. And then, so they sent me to Med, uh, they, they sent me to Maidstone. So yeah. I went I went to Maidstone for a while. Okay. And
0: that, this was, so this was a foundation yeah. Yeah, it's a foundation And year. so you finished the foundation at a different yeah, place? I found it, yeah, I found it, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And,
1: and then, then I went off to City and Guilds. Okay. London College of Art, which was everything I... I wanted a art college to be. It yeah. was it was full of cast statues. It was full of dust. Yeah. It was paint everywhere. It was just like walking into a, a time capsule of Brilliant. like the, you know the renaissance or something. It yeah, was, yeah. And was, so how
0: old were you at this point when you were at City and Guilds? I'd be
1: I'd be 18. 18. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. then I know I mean you went to the Royal academy i went to the royal
1: academy after that yeah And
0: how was there a gap between you going there and going to the no, royal academy there wasn't,
1: I, there wasn't if you wanted to go to the royal college you had to wait a year i think it was over like a year or two and i just i just wanted to keep i, I just i, I really like the institutional sort of safety net of college you know you sort of you went into it you had a studio. You had people that told you you were great. It was like <laughs> <just> <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. So I sort of just and, and most of and co- that year, quite a few of my my uh, my my colleagues from Sitting Guilds they also got into the academy. So it, I was with the same near enough the same year that I was in the third year into the first year of the academy. Yeah, we all followed through, which yeah. is which is great because like you know it was it was also it was also the, the year uh, of um of the three day week.
0: Okay. Yeah, which was, and, and, and. What do you mean, the year of the three day well, week? Well,
1: it was, it, it, was, um, it was when Head, um, Ted Heath was in government. He right. was the prime minister at the time. And there was, so th- there was, um, it, because the, the economy was on its knees and th- there was the three day week. And, and there was also a period of time wh- when you had to only have lights on for a certain amount of time in the day. Oh, wow. It was, yeah. it was, the 1970s was bleak. Yeah. And, uh, and during my interview with the Royal Academy, that all the lights went out in the law academy because it was like it was. It, I, th- I think there was areas of London that just went dark, mm. and then the other areas came on because they just couldn't afford to keep the lights on. Oh basically. wow! So they
0: literally just like switched the grid. Yeah, around they just switched the grid to have it for a bit and then just so, turn it off.
1: So the rest of my interview was was done in candlelight.
0: Yeah,
1: it was really beautiful, and I'll never forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was a really it's a old building and you do, yeah. we walked about with it and it came with these tiny little candles
0: yeah and so when you because you were studying at the the royal academy not the royal college yeah so and and at the royal academy it's, it's literally in piccadilly in that building mm. so where where do the where where were the student quarters at the time
1: if you go if you go into the back entrance which mm. used to be the museum of mankind okay you can go through the schools now in fact i did it about two years ago and I had an emotional breakdown because it actually s- i went straight into the corridor mm. that was where the where my where my studios used to be, so it's underneath it's underneath the ca- the academy and yeah. the, uh, and so the daylight is pretty sparse but it's like um it's 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 a street level yeah and and there, there's just, like just a labyrinth of rooms under there yeah 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 it's just it's a fantastic place
0: i remember um we were having a drink. Not so long ago, and you were telling me about um, when you were at the Royal Academy, you got a scholarship. There was a fun story in that.
1: I did when I was at the Academy. There were two grant-aided places, um, and me and another kid got it. And they used to um, give you a little tap on the shoulder and say, "You know, apply for the grants this year, because if you're not doing, if you're not working in the summer." Because no one else is going to be there. You know, there was this, there was they were throwing grants at you, really, and yeah. and um, so I got a scholarship to Spain, into to Madrid to study. Was, was up.
0: it not competitive with the other students? Were they not all applying for them? Nobody
1: or? applied for them. There's a whole book. There was a book they used to give you. They gave me, and they just leaf through and see where you want to go. There'll be a scholarship you can go yeah. on it. That's there incredible. was there was just so much aid for sort of for sort of working class kids. In the seventies to study and, and, and sort of you know and learn it was really it was, it was really weird. Yeah, I don't know what if that what if that's possible now. I really yeah. don't. But at the yeah. time, it was the, it was the lo- there was lots of it around. That and sounds uh, fantastic. Yeah. I mean,
0: uh, especially considering you're saying like the economic situation of the country. Yeah, that's right. It is it, yeah, incredible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very different situation for students. So I, these days. I got a
1: scholarship to go <laughs> to to study in Madrid, which which was great. And I which which I did, I think it was about six weeks, took my girlfriend as well, lived in a tent outside Madrid, and then came back and um went back to the dinner, sort of picked up on an atmosphere in the dinner while I was sitting there. That this was a leaving party it wasn't they actually didn't know that i'd been on the scholarship yeah
0: so you were coming back thinking that you yeah. were going to be talking to the people about what that, you'd been that, doing what i had been doing yeah. and never and so and who was there who who was in this dinner it was it was a, a lot of very
1: old gentlemen posh gentlemen yeah. in a beautiful room that was like circular yeah. with paintings all over the walls and uh and so th- they sent me again yeah. so i went back trotting back
0: so, so two free trips to Madrid, two three trips back to in Madrid. the seventies. What a, yeah. what amazing! Yeah, <laughs> and when was. you came back the second time, did you actually have to show them <laughs> yeah. something or?
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. They took the sketchbooks and they they hired them somewhere in the Royal Academy, which they probably still are. Yeah.
0: God, I mean, yeah, it, you. It, it's funny to to hear. I know we've like spoken about a lot of this stuff, but yeah, you really were always through and through an artist. The the, mm. the idea that you were in school and just mm. like not doing anything but art through the whole time Mm. it's incredible so right coming back to when you left the royal academy then Mm. so how old were you when you finished at the royal academy i was about
1: 24 24 yeah
0: and what did that look like for you then you'd you'd been in the artistic institutions one of the most famous in the whole world um and now you were Mm out in the real world I was devastated yeah
1: I was devastated I was so institutionalized in a way and I'd sort of been sort of you know sort of um sort of compliments and and given scholarships and it was really tough I I lost my way totally it was a really quite hedonistic time in in pop music and and uh I I just went right down that road into sort of into sort of hedonism and uh, and and self destruction really. I yeah. mean, wh- when when I think back on it, I also think it was. I knew how big the responsibility was that I had to paint, and I had to sort of work this out. And yeah. I I sort of chose to ignore it for for th- when I came out of college.
0: So th- was this a period of time where you didn't create work? Or I did. I drew.
1: I did. Drew I I I had, st- I had a sort of squat at the studio, and I was drawing a lot. And I worked for d- various photographers and stuff like that. I did a lot of backloft work right so yeah. I, I was painting and I was sort uh, of earning some money yeah but i wasn't and i was but i, I didn't get into the gallery system or i sort of uh, into uh, into into that world
0: and and had other people from the academy done that did they go into most that of the went
1: in, most of them went into teaching and sort okay. of went down that route although i taught i I never went into the into hard teaching
0: yeah so you you left the Royal Academy. You entered into your hedonistic years, mm, yeah. And uh, you were living in a squat. You said then, where, where whereabouts was that?
1: Um, I, well, we had we had two squats. We had one, one in South London and <laughs> one in North London.
0: Okay, and you say and we is that were you in power? I, I was or?
1: I was with a group of people. Some of them were painters and, yeah. and, and barmen, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and various uh, and musicians and stuff. Yeah, and we opened up a squat in Notting Hill. Yeah, um, in a beautiful place in a sort of sunken garden that was like, it's still. I think it's still there underneath the Westway. And we had we had a lot of availability of, of empty buildings in London. It mm-hmm. was like, you know, um, so you just open them up. You,
0: yeah, you just take your pick. Yeah, and you take go your in. pick and go in and That's start mad. working in there. It's not like that these days, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's just, it's, I just, it's just, so no. you are um, very much, uh, I'd say, renowned for being a peckham painter mm. how long have you lived in peckham for and um what was the transition from this life yeah. to being a peckhamite
1: yeah um i've lived in peckham with nick with nicky my partner for 30 years this year it has been a good whack of time and yeah. i've had a studio there for about 25 years um,
0: 25 of those years and was that always mm. in the, the bus it was building? always
1: in the bussy yeah
0: yeah, yeah. And, and i mean the bussy uh for people listening is a famous uh south london venue mm. for creativity i suppose yeah, it is. like Very music so. arts yeah um and it's uh yeah quite close to campbell college of art yeah and it is it is that sort of the Bussy Building and Copeland Yard—it's quite a, a famous area, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's uh, now it's got you know sort of night entertainment, and um, before it was it was much it was it was um, it was a bit more poverty stricken. It was like a yeah, a bit more a bit industrial. More, yeah, sort of it thing. was more industrial. Yeah, yeah. There, like, there was a um, big bigger uh, sort of sweatshops there, and oh really? Yeah, yeah. There was there was a, <laughs> there was one place underneath me that made huge frocks. Yeah, right. uh, oversized frocks and th- thousands of them. Yeah, and uh, and I, I used to and they, I used to get on really well with the guys that worked there. They they were really funny, and because the lift never worked, they had an aerial runway into the back of the van from the top window, and they used to put the frocks on hangers down this aerial runway, and it would
0: just slide down like, like it would slide a table. down
1: the runway, and there'd be thousands of frocks just going down. Yeah. Sort of like what story f- were they f- on? Floating in the wind. Yeah, yeah. They were on the f- they were on the third floor. I was on the fourth. So you, so you, could, just, just so you look could look out your window. And it see was these it frocks was really flying. relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Every Friday, the frocks <laughs> would go by. So That's I've crazy. sort of watched. I've watched this area really, really change as as London does. It, it sort of unfolds and changes, and and people move new people move out and new people move in and different industries and thing, things. I've sort of been recording that and documenting that in my work in a way. Mm -hmm. over the years um
0: i suppose that's the thing with urban landscapes is whenever you're capturing that moment in time Mm. in that moment it's just a part of your experience but Mm. with time the painting matures and becomes a a piece of history that's right
1: it it does and and it, it even so a bit more than a photograph really because it's got because when when, uh, when an artist sort of assesses uh, a view or a situation it sort of it goes through them and their personality and their likes and dislikes so it's my it's my take on the change as well yeah It's much more than sort of a, a literal photograph of, of change which is much more documentary uh, sort of. mm.
0: so let's talk a bit about your work then we've spoken a bit about your experience, but mm. we should get into the into the good stuff so. Yeah um your work it, you are an urban landscape painter mm. um why what does that mean to you why do you f- what compels you to uh capture uh the 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 metropolis and the people in the city i think
1: well i know every time i go out of my studio in the evening i'm t- always always overwhelmed by the energy on the street and the verosity of it, and I just, and I just sort of feel myself that I've just still got so much to capture, so that's always f- what feeds me. Well, I walk out there, and the day I walk out there, and I'm not inspired, and think, how am I going to do that? It is the day that I'm not probably going to put a, uh, could put the paintbrush down. But that, I, uh, uh, you know, that just keeps on going, and it keeps feeding me. Yeah, and it is, it's it that it is that. It's like um, I was working in the gallery system when I had my studio when first there and I wasn't actually exhibiting uh, my, my Peckham work so much and it wasn't until I started working uh, doing the open studios and the op- and the open house that I think the local people started to sort of get interested take and take you on as their t- mascot take me on <laughs> yeah yeah very <laughs> the much mascot so mascot of Peckham. very much so yeah, yeah. yeah. well I mean whenever yeah. I
0: speak to people that know you uh, oh, well, he's very brave. Yeah. He's always <laughs> out on the street. Doesn't matter how busy is it. You know, <laughs> you often find you, you know, somewhere yeah. with an easel um, yeah. out on the street and trying to capture it. Direct. Yeah. Yeah. Or Yeah. Uh, or just... Let's talk a little bit about that. What about um, the process of plein air painting? How do you find uh, plein air painting is quite simply just painting outdoors? Yeah. Um, and painting directly from life. How how much of a, a role in your um, work does that have? Huge amount because um,
1: it's pen out painting for me is, is um, a very simple observational process. Uh, it's gaining information from outside so, so I can sort of formulate what the ideas and the drama and the story I want to tell when I get into the studio on my own. So um, there's only a certain size I can work in Peckham and a certain amount of time so if I'm doing like if I'm doing a a, a street street scene with a lot of perspective I'm gonna I I will stand out there and I'll do it in the least busiest time just to get what I do what I tend to get say is I I get all the size relationships I want I want to know practical things I want to know how big the building how big someone next to the building what's the, what's my light going to be like and so I start off with really practical sort of um, sort of questions that mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I, that I'll answer very quickly mm-hmm. and then I would take that back and then I would I would spend a lot of time in that in that position with a sketchbook or with a notebook and with small paintings and I would just suck it up mm-hmm. so quite a lot of the time I've walked down the street and I've seen the light or I've seen the situation and I thought, I really like that. I mean, it could be someone talking to someone. It could be someone shaking someone's hand. It's something that clicks you Mm. into thinking that's a really good story. That's a nice moment. Mm. And then trying to create it. Mm -hmm. And most of the time you can pull it off. Some of the times what happens is, is that you're, you're working on the street and then you'll turn around and there's something better behind you. That nearly always happens. And right. you think, all right, then, all right, then, I've got two situations going on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so y- the inspiration is never short.
1: The inspiration is never short, but th- the thing is not to be overwhelmed by it, because, by because what you're looking ideas. at in the street is the yeah. finished object. Mm-hmm. Is the fin- You've got to break that down. I've got to break that down into, uh, to, to simplify it, to understand it, to get the narrative... And I enjoy that process. Now I know what that process is. Mm. I, I, I sort of, I you know, it, it, it kicks in, and so it's
0: because I know that you're, um, you have, you've shown me your sketchbooks. You've got sketchbooks upon sketchbooks upon I sketchbooks, good, yeah. full um, and full of characters of people. Yeah. So, like you were saying, you know, you, when you stand on the street and you're painting, you're mostly doing the perspective yeah. and the the kind of broader size relationships. And then, when it comes to populating your scenes, mm. um, how do the sketchbooks come into it at that point?
1: Well, because what you can do, if and, and you can, uh, you, the thing is, I like to be quite anonymous in the street. I mean, and so if you're, like, I will work. I will very rarely stand in the middle of the street. I'll always have a wall back to me, or I'll be in a window, and I, I'm just, I'm just waiting, sort of. Um, for life to happen in front, really. So I'm just—I'll spend an hour or two hours just looking and mm-hmm. f- and waiting for someone to sit down, stand up, cross the street, and and I've got a sort of drawing technique where where that can evolve. Yeah. So, so if someone moves and I've done their legs, I'll put someone else's torso on it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that person. Yeah. It just has to be the feeling of it, and then in your drawing you'll get something will happen in the drawing. And so that, which would be uh, as exciting as what happened outside. So yeah. in a way, I'm waiting for that mistake or that little incident. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, you do a whole drawing. You, like you've got, you know, two. They haven't moved during that you time. You've got three minutes, yeah. bang, you get them, you know. And that happens 50-50. Half after, after the time that can happen. But a lot of the time, it, the, the drawings will evolve. Yeah. And so you'll go back the next day yeah. And someone will be standing in the same a similar position, so you can put them next to the person you drew yesterday. Yeah, it's an ongoing process, yeah. and it's it's a long process.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, this is a funny question that people ask me all the time. How long did that piece of art take? A it long is time. One of the most common questions, I think, and yeah, people sit up, seem to find a, a, a yeah a big big interest in that. But I know. Um, from personal experience and from chatting with mm, you that yeah it's it, it's variable, isn't it?
1: it is, and also wh- it depends if you include the time that you look at it, yeah all right, so physically it could be it could be a certain amount of time, but I spend a lot of time looking at a painting, and I w- what I want to do in a way is I want to catch it off guard, <laughs> I want to catch it napping, you know yeah. what I mean. So then and just and and also you wanna you oh you wanna disengage from it. Yeah. And if I disengage from it, then I can start to think, actually, that bit is really good hmm. but the rest of it's rubbish. It's yeah. like so and I'm waiting for that, I'm waiting for that that bit's really good. And always in a painting, I find that I find a bit that I really like, yeah, and then I can push that bit. And and so so to answer your question, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <because> <laughs> yeah. Because it sometimes I'm like the painting I've got, I've just done a painting of Greenwich Park. I'm, it's, I was standing on a, a spot in Greenwich Park where I used to stand with my dad. And my dad used to tell me and moan about all the changes that, that were happening in front of his eyes. And I was just laughing to myself thinking, God, if he'd be standing with me now, he just, he would be, he wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it. it. Yeah. It was just, and so I painted this. I started, I did some drawings and I started to formulate an idea. And that, and I, so I've worked on that painting for five months. It's it's in my studio.
0: I think I saw it in your studio. I've got, to and to I've, got, I've got, I've got, back.
1: I've got some windows to paint now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm painting architecture and you've got to paint architecture. You, it's got to look like a fucking building, isn't it? Yeah. So you get down to the real nitty gritty. So it, it's, it can take a long time. And there's no reason to say that after a month of it lying on my studio
0: i'm not going <laughs> to change it again yeah yeah so yeah. so even if you think it's finished you might yeah. later see it still yeah. sitting there and yeah. go actually yeah yeah and uh so yeah and i uh, with me and david were talking about this in the last podcast mm. but how how um how many paintings would you say that you work on at any one time
1: at the moment i'm working on four ideas because I've, I've just come back from a, a trip and um I had a lot of um, um traveling ideas in my head yeah that was uh, um, that I wanted to keep on the back burner, but i tend to i work on i probably work on about five or six at once,
0: yeah
1: um, and then one I take precedence, one I come out yeah and uh, one and becomes
0: a favorite one yeah. becomes
1: a favorite, yeah. yeah, but I do believe that you're only in love with the one that you're doing at the moment.
0: Well, yeah, you're obsessed with that, piece. and then you
1: fall out of love with it, yeah, and you fall out of love, and then you have a little separation period, yeah, and uh, and then you make up, yeah, you know what I mean, and, and the, then someone
0: else comes and yeah. finds it.
1: But I I I was trained in a way to to note take and to observe and to so I've I've sort of gone back on that training and mm. that's what that's how I work and I love that process. I love standing in the street. I love observing people, you know. Sometimes I have to pinch myself that this, you know, this is this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's not, you know, uh, you're not just doing it for not fun, uh, you're it's not getting just paid so as much, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I love the, I just love the process. It's just, yeah. It's um, it, it's, it's what makes me happy.
0: Now I feel like to talk about you in isolation in this podcast would be to do a disservice. It would because you have a very good. Business partner, I do. I so do. why don't we talk about your business partner? Yeah, Nick's,
1: <laughs> Nick's effects that you know, isn't um, so Nicola, Nicola, Nicola Pearson, Pearson. My, my, my missus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, um who? When I met her, when I was 13, she was 25. Said to me, "Can you sell any of this?" Yeah, because uh, i I hadn't sold a, I hadn't sold anything. I, I didn't paint to sell. I, I didn't know you. I and I said, to her, "I don't know. I haven't tried." Well, she said, "You bet. You bet. You better, you better find out because I'm pregnant." So, yeah. and that was the start of it. Really, that was thinking, <laughs> "Well, all right, then. Let's just try and sell it. Let's yeah. just see the ways." But no, Nikki. Nikki was. Um, she she was a she was a lawyer for a number of years, and and um, a nutritionist, and now she's a yoga teacher. But also, she organises and does all my social media and makes her business tick
0: yeah really all i have to do she's the business arm of the operation she is the
1: business arm and the beauty yeah <laughs> all i yeah. have to do is go and paint yeah which is such a luxury it yeah. really is because i i uh, i would f- i would really struggle to do it and uh, yeah i've yeah. got a, a real uh, i'm dyslexic i've got a real problem with keyboards yeah. I, I find it really difficult yeah so all that stuff it would I, i'd be employing someone else or something like that but and also, like, you know, Aunt Nikki and my daughter, they got a very good eye. Nick's got a great eye. She's seen everything I've done. Yeah. And she, w- she is quite brutal in the fact she will say, that doesn't work. Mm. I'm sorry, but that doesn't work. I know you've spent three, three months on it, but it doesn't work. Think yeah. about it. And it's, it's what, it's, I think every painter needs that. Yeah. You know. A critical eye. Yeah, I was watching yeah. the, 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 um, the Grayson Perry programs. And uh, which I quite enjoyed, and he he did that. He went in and asked his wife, mm. and I just thought, right, yeah, we all do it. We yeah, all yeah, have this yeah. one. Hopefully, have this person that you know you can, who, who knows your work. Knows, yeah.
0: And well, no one knows you better than Nick. Yeah, no one
1: knows you better than Nick. And she she will say over
0: the years, she'll pick up all the things you've said about your work, and she'll she'll understand what what may be. Hmm. You might not even be admitting to yourself about that work. She'll right. Be like, yeah. no, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah.
1: it, it is, and yeah, as she's also complimentary. Yeah, but it is. It's good to have some. So you know, it's it's a you know, uh, it's not such a much a safety net. It, it's vital. Yeah, that you know because you can't do it on your own. I don't. I couldn't well, uh, We create in isolation, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs>
0: we need to know what other people think of it mm. before it goes out into the into the that's right. big yeah. bad world. Yeah,
1: and so that and that's evolved, you know. That's um, that's evolved over the last sort of probably six six years. We we've, we've worked. Which is Nick stopped working um, full time and yeah. uh, and took that task on.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah. So so she occupies the top of the house. Yeah, when and I occupy the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> and we meet for lunch sometimes. Yeah.
0: Um, and I know um, travel is quite a big thing for you. It so is, yeah. You, you were yeah, saying you've just important. been to Madrid. Yeah. So, uh, what were you doing out in Madrid? Oh God, I loved. Well, actually, I only went to Madrid
1: just to go to the Prado, right? Which is a gallery. It's the main. It's the main art gallery in in Madrid. Yeah. I'd been there forty years ago, and we were we were in Spain. We were seeing friends, and um, we were traveling around on the on on, on the um, on their wonderful train system mm. and it was 43 degrees when we got oh, out of the, of the of the subway
0: yeah that <laughs> is a bit much
1: we went into the Prado where it was air-conditioned and spent six hours and uh had lunch there and it was just uh, i'm still buzzing from the Prado because okay. i guess i I'd, it i'd never seen that many Goyas and yeah. i didn't realize how modern they were, I was knocked out by the yeah. Goyas. and because uh, i I knew about him i 'd seen him in books and i i 'd seen them previously a bit, but it, so it, it, it was it was soak up art mm. it's like, it's great, and you can 't always do it sometimes in my life I have periods when i don 't look at a lot of paintings i yeah. just don't know why i 'm not in that mood, and then other times I just can 't get enough of it and and yeah, and it really yeah. i 'm open up up opened up again and yeah. You know, and 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 you, and you come to it with a, with a different head every time. Yeah, for me, yeah, I yeah. do, and a different understanding. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's really interesting. And uh, there was a place in Seville, that their, their modern art gallery. I'm really bad on names. I can't remember one of the names that was there, but the standard in this gallery of of, of contemporary art was just astonishing yeah. everything there was really top-notch mm-hmm. and some really and some great modern painting and i d- it was like you know so it was a great trip it's really okay. good I, I felt yeah
0: it revitalized yeah i did i,
1: I felt really i just i was just you know sort of i missed my studio
0: yeah, and that was great to see. Well, yeah, it. you've been away for a month, so <laughs> yeah, I'd you the But uh, You've been doing, was it watercolors and sketches, or yeah, I did a lot of yeah water, watercolors. That's kind of how you, you yeah. keep moving when you're when you're on the road. Yeah, you haven't got your canvas. Yeah, with I, you I also stuff.
1: did. Um, I found a canvas on the beach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it, the, the, the Spanish throw a lot of stuff away, yeah, and they got really they got really big bins, yeah, and I I'm, I'm <laughs> can't I can't resist a bin. So there there next to the bin was this canvas like yeah. it must have it must have been 20 years old it was yeah. really old and brown mm. and um with this sort of painting of a tree on it yeah. so i just t- i i got it and i just painted the view that was behind the bin yeah which was th- the beach and the local boys standing on the on the on the, on the boat yeah there was a, one boy with a with a really bad haircut yeah which i painted <laughs>
0: Um, so now that you're back in London and you've got your sort of a bit of Spanish inspiration, are the next works you're going to be doing for your next exhibitions, are they going to be uh, from inspired by this trip as well? A little bit. Yeah, they will be. They will. Because I, I, I really liked...
1: Oh, I did. I I really like the way that the Spanish promenade. We did it... Uh, Peckham did it a little bit Last year, when they closed the road, mm. but the Spanish get dressed up and they they just waltz down. The f- it doesn't matter what the he- what the heat is. I quite like that, and I just thought it'd be really nice to sort of do some sort of some smarter, <laughs> smarter Jewish people. Yeah. I don't know. They they were just like wow. So that was quite good, and, and I, I really um, there's a lot of like theatre on the streets. Yeah. Um, they're sort of, there's so a lot much of dance. More of that,
0: like, you know, square culture where they're out yeah. in the piazza. Yeah. And, I, I, uh, I painted
1: some, um, some Flamenco dancers. I oh, mean, nice. Yeah. I mean, real hard, I mean, contemporary looking, yeah. but Flamenco dancers. And yeah, I, I yeah. did these two paintings of the Flamenco dancers, which, which was cool, sort of a passé sort of subject in a way, but I loved it. It was yeah. great. And, and they, they were, they were going for it and that, yeah. that was quite inspiring. So, but I, before I left, what I tend to do is I prepared some canvases and some boards so I can go straight into my studio and mm. I don't have to do technical things. I yeah. don't want to do tech things when I get back. I want to whack, whack out an idea. So they're ready to go. I, I was ready to go. And I, I, I think, that, um, for me, the, the longer an idea is in my head,
0: the better the image is. Yeah. So There's I, a tension that builds up yeah. in that distance between you and the canvas, yeah. you and the studio. And yeah. when you get there, you're like, it's like... A f- breath of fresh air. You're yeah. finally able to release. You're finally, able to get, but you've built yeah. up so much. You're ready to release a lot. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it nice. is. And
1: uh, I, I did a small sketch before I left. I just had this idea of uh, this, this, this guy sort of on the street, and there were just all these legs passing him, and in sort of like sort of a colourful tights and things like that. And he was so ragged, yeah, and so derelict. And it was just thinking like, about the loneliness of it. I did a tiny sketch. So i would held that image in my head for about a month. And and so that's
0: going to be one of your future pieces. And,
1: uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just banging in there. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm really enjoying that. All right. Yeah. Um,
0: I've got a f- couple of final questions. Mm. Who, number one, mm. I'm going to ask everyone this question. Who is your f- favourite contemporary artist? I really like Peter Doig's work. Okay.
1: Tell me. Why I like I like them because I like the f- I like the way he puts paint down. Mm-hmm. They're very painterly, and I like they're otherworldly. Mm. They take they take references from he, where he is, but there is something they they go somewhere else, and mm. I quite like that.
0: They're quite magical.
1: Yeah, they're quite magical. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, and and uh, there's a young artist. I'm gonna. Uh, um, S- Sarah uh, Steiber, who uh, who worked in my studio, yeah, and I'm very. Uh, I learnt a lot from that young girl.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- uh, Sarah Steiber, she's Stieber, uh, that's right, Californian. She's is Californian. She's Californian. And she's got a great work
1: ethic. Yeah, she she taught me uh, how hard it is to work again because uh, you know yeah. she uh, she was there. Yeah, it was good. So uh, she really inspires me up. Uh, yeah, and uh, and I, I look at a lot of contemporary art, uh, you've got to soak it up, it's yeah. great, yeah, it's yeah, great, yeah. it's really important.
0: Okay, and finally, um, what have you got coming up? Well,
1: I've got an open, I've got um, I've got Peckham Festival. Okay, when's got, that? It
0: is, um, it is <laughs> September. September. Uh, September, okay, and you're going to be there, so open studio for yeah, you, yeah, yeah, we're or? doing
1: open studios, uh, we're doing a big exhibition in Copeland Gallery, yeah doing and I'm also going to do some um um some some classes in in the probably around the gallery or mm-hmm. outside that, that if people want to know about that l- l- go to the Busy website okay. yeah that it will come up and it's going to be about renewal um mm-hmm. so that's the theme for this year it's it's the theme yeah yeah so i'm sort of i've been sort of doing a lot of old i've just been working on rubbish i find yeah. i find in the street yeah just pushing it up and painting on it but we're going to do some stuff like that so it's it's going to be great it'll nice. be a real a real peckham do
0: wicked all right mate well thank you so much for coming on and guys um if you want to find out more about uh what mark has got going on um mark do you what's your instagram handle do you um, know would that be a question for nick i can <laughs> add it in later i'll add that <laughs> in <laughs> later and um and yeah so the uh, uh Peckham Festival's coming up this September. And uh, yeah, if you want to go check out Mark's studio yep. uh, and go have a chin, wan, chin, uh, chin wag with the man himself. Um, They'd be more than welcome. Yeah, exactly. All right, cheers, Mark. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for uh, asking me. Nice one, cheers. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, so just to get his Instagram in for you guys. It is at Mark Pearson Art. So M-A-R-K-P-E-A-R-S-O-N-A-R-T. Also, I'm going to leave a couple of uh, links and references to the things we've spoken about in the show notes. So all the best and I'll see you in a couple of weeks time. Bye bye.